Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we'll talk with Ken Bykoff of Peaks.com about IU men's basketball and football, IU men and women's basketball splits the week, and the latest news with Indiana University football. We'll have our high school scoreboard update and look ahead to the week in IU athletics, so let's talk sports. We will start with IU men's basketball as they fell to Rutgers 66-57 Tuesday night in Jersey Mike's Arena in Piscataway, New Jersey. The Hoosiers have lost five in a row at Rutgers dating back to 2019 and seven of the last eight meetings dating back to 2020 as the Scarlet Knights lead the all-time series 9-8. Khalil Ware scored 13 points and pulled down 17 rebounds for his sixth double-double of the season. Malik Renew added 13 points, and Gladstone, New Jersey native Mackenzie Mbako scored 13 points in a return to his home state, just playing 19.7 miles away from his hometown. Xavier Johnson was ejected with 13-10 left in the second half for a flagrant two-foul for going below the belt on Rutgers big man Antoine Wolfolk. The Scarlet Knights led 30-27 at halftime and were outscored 36-30 in the second half. The Hoosiers bounced back with a 74-62 win over Minnesota. Friday night in Simon Scott Assembly Hall, the Hoosiers have won seven in a row against the Golden Gophers since 2020 and eight in a row in Simon Scott Assembly Hall. Mackenzie Mbako tied his career high with 19 points. Khalil Ware posted his seventh double-double of the season with 17 points and 14 rebounds. Malik Renew added 16 points, and Trey Galloway scored 10 points. Xavier Johnson was benched to start the game after his ejection Tuesday night against Rutgers and scored two points in 17 minutes with a rebound, assist, steal, and two turnovers. Freshman Gabe Cup started in Johnson's place and played 30 minutes with four rebounds, an assist, and a turnover. The Hoosiers never trailed in the game. They improved to 12-5 and overall, 4-2 and in the Big Ten, up next, they host arch-rival Purdue tomorrow night at 7 o'clock and travel to Wisconsin Friday at 8.30. 14th-ranked IU women's basketball beat Penn State 75-67 Wednesday night in Simon Scott Assembly Hall as the Hoosiers are off to their best start in Big Ten history at 5-0. The Hoosiers trailed the Nittany Lions 39-34 at halftime and outscored Penn State 41-28 in the second half. Mackenzie Holmes scored 21 points and added 13 rebounds in her 100th career start for the Hoosiers. Sydney Parrish added 20 points. Chloe Moore McNeil added 16 points. Sarah Scalia chipped in 11 points and Yarden Garzone scored 7 points as the starting five scored all 75 points. The Hoosiers lost at number three Iowa 84-57 Saturday night in Carver Hawkeye Arena as the Hoosiers end a 13-game winning streak and fall to 5-1 in Big Ten play. While Iowa is 17-1 overall with a 14-game winning streak, leading the Big Ten at 6-0. McKenzie Holmes scored 16 points along with 11 points apiece from Sydney Parrish and Yarden Garzone. Caitlin Clark scored 30 points and dished out 11 assists. Kate Martin added 10 points and 12 rebounds. Iowa has won five of the last six meetings with the Hoosiers dating back to 2022 
and the Hawkeyes are 5-3 and three against Indiana since Caitlin Clark became a Hawkeye at the start of the 2021-22 season. Indiana is 14-2 overall and hosts Minnesota Wednesday night in Simon Scott Assembly Hall at 8 o'clock before traveling to Mackey Arena on Sunday at 2 o'clock to face arch-rival Purdue. Indiana University football head coach Kurt Signetti has announced the addition of five student-athletes who have joined the program through the transfer portal, all five committed before the spring semester started on campus last Monday, and officially announced as Hoosiers on the same day. The five newcomers include safety Sean Asbury II from Old Dominion, safety Terry Jones from Old Dominion, running back Elijah Green from North Carolina, wide receiver Elijah Surratt from James Madison, and linebacker Jalen McDonald from Troy University in Alabama. The Hoosiers have added 38 student-athletes for the 2024 season under the first-year head coach, and 29 of those are on campus for the spring semester and eligible for spring practice. It was also announced that the football team has completed its performance staff under new coach Kurt Signetti. Derek Owens was announced previously on December 13th as the strength and conditioning coach, Coming with Signetti from James Madison, the Hoosiers add Nate Adams, Carl Miller, Jared Myatt, and Julian Whitehead. Adams has been at James Madison the last three years, and Miller spent the last four seasons at the University of Wyoming. Myatt spent one year at Live Oaks High School in Watson, Louisiana, near Baton Rouge, with stops at Texas Tech and Northwestern State. Whitehead spent three years at Utah State, also spent time at South Carolina in his alma mater, Old Miss. Signetti announced that Matt Wilson has been named as the assistant director of player personnel. Wilson comes back to Bloomington after helping the Hoosiers sign its third highest recruiting class in the 2018 cycle and spent the 2023 season at North Carolina State. Blake Jackson has been named the director of football operations and spent the last two seasons at Arkansas State where he handled all the -the off-the-field activities of the program. Former IU Hoosier and Bloomington North graduate Aaron Steinfeld announced that he will transfer to the University of Albany in New York and have two seasons left of eligibility remaining. Steinfeld caught seven passes for 33 yards and a touchdown. In his three seasons at IU, he was an Indiana Football Coaches Association Mr. Football position winner as a tight end coming out of Bloomington North. The Albany Great Danes finished 11-4 in 2023, made it to the football championship subdivision semifinals for the first time in program history as a number five seed won the Coastal Athletic Conference Championship in its first season as a conference member. High school sports time. Let's check the local high school scoreboard in girls basketball. Bloomington North 55-24 over Mitchell. Eminence 61-29 over Lighthouse Christian. Edgewood 61-47 over Monrovia. Mooresville 44-37 over Bloomington South. Edgewood 57-43 over Owen Valley. Shackamack 59-23 over Lighthouse Christian. Evansville Central 62-58 over Bloomington South. Boys Basketball Lighthouse Christian 63-49 over Eminence. Owen Valley 53-40 over Edgewood. Bloomington North 69-47 over Martinsville. Columbus East 47-46 over Bloomington South. Greencastle 55-45 over Edgewood. Bloomington North 87-69 over Evansville North. Girls Swimming. Bloomington South 
120 to 58 over Bedford North Lawrence. Bloomington South 119 to 65 over Bloomington North. Boys swimming Bloomington South 107-67 over Bedford North Lawrence. The Panthers beat the Cougars 103 to 80. In wrestling, Bloomington North 42-22 over Edgewood. Columbus East 50 to 18 over Bloomington South. Bloomington South finishes third with a score of 302 points, and Bloomington North finishes sixth with 156 points at the Conference Indiana Championships. Edgewood finished fourth at the Western Indiana Conference Championship with a score of 151.5 points. In girls gymnastics, Bloomington North beats Bloomington South and Edgewood. The Cougars 103.2, Panthers 99.25, and the Mustangs 95.525. Bloomington North 106.45. Over Columbus North with a score of 104.1. Bloomington North wins the Franklin Central Invitational with a score of 105.47. And Bloomington South finishes second with a score of 102.025. That is a look at our high school scoreboard. When we come back, we'll talk with Ken Bykoff of Peds.com. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hi, I'm Coach Jay McCool, Defensive Coordinator for the Indiana Cutters Semi-Pro Football Team, and I listen to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It's time to welcome in my guest. You have heard him on the Community Cars postgame call-in show for the last 13 seasons for Indiana University football, host of the Pete's podcast since 2015, been covering IU football, IU men's basketball since 1998, also a part of Inside Indiana since 2005. Man of many talents, Ken Bykoff is my guest. Absolute pleasure to have you. Thanks for taking the time to join me. Ah, happy to join you, Nick. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. I am glad to have you on. We've got a lot of IU sports to cover, but let's just start with, as you mentioned, your journey through IU athletics. You've been covering it since 1998. You know, take us through your background in terms of where you grew up and, and, and how you got involved with IU sports. Oh, I, I grew up in, in the region, up in Maryville, Indiana. I was born and raised up there, which is just outside of Chicago. So that's why, for me, it's Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, White Sox, the whole crew there. And wanted to be a sports writer since the time I was 10 years old. I wanted to be a sports writer. I was, I've had people tell me I'm one of the few people they know who grew up to be what they said they wanted to be when they were a kid. 
And I, I grasped really early on that I was not going to be a professional athlete. So I might as well watch the games and tell other people what happened. And so my whole focus was to be able to do that. Indiana had its school of journalism. I grew up an IU fan and I didn't even apply to it another college. It was only IU. Went to IU, earned my degree and went on out and started working for a magazine called Basketball News. Worked there for several years. It was after the 2000 season, I was covering the NBA pre-draft camp at Moody Bible Institute in Chicago for Basketball News, and Kirk Hasten was coming through. So I got a hold of Mike Pegram, who, who runs Pegs.com, and said, you know, I'm going to be there anyway. You know, how about if I go ahead and give your guys some reports of how he's doing? Because that was back in the day before YouTube or live streaming or anything like that, or Twitter. It was I, I could I was given some boots on the ground, and he said, "Yeah, sure, that sounds good." So I did that. The next year, Jared Jeffries came through, and so I, I did the same thing for him. And then in 2005, opening at Inside Indiana Magazine opened up, and Peegs told the guys at Inside Indiana, "I might have a guy that uh, would be perfect for you." Moved down to Bloomington, back to Bloomington. I was thrilled to move back to Bloomington. At the time, I was working for Pro Football Weekly magazine covering the NFC South, and I had just covered the Super Bowl in Jacksonville and had this opportunity and couldn't pass it up. And so I came down here, worked for Inside Indiana and Peas.com basically ever since. Been doing stuff for those outlets. And about 2014, 15, I had my youngest son, Charlie, Charlie, the intern who has joined us and sports writing is a lot of fun, but as uh, the people who are in the industry know, it's a bad business. And so at that point, I decided I would start to do it more on the side than as my full-time job. I've kept my fingers in it and uh, I'm, I'm really happy that uh, I'm able to kind of do that balance that I have with it. Well, I get to see you, of course, for all the men's home games, of course, in the press room, get to see you during the football season as well. We'll start with men's basketball since, of course, we're recording this the day after the Rutgers game. Of course, a brutal loss for the Hoosiers last night against Rutgers, fifth straight loss in Jersey Mike's Arena. I know that you do a morning after podcast that's always uploaded early in the mornings, I'm sure you were very blunt in your assessment of the Hoosiers' performance last night. Yeah, it was garbage basketball. I mean, it was it was just plain and simple, heartless garbage basketball. And I was really, really frustrated watching it because you've seen this team and you've seen them against certain teams like Kansas, Michigan on the road, where they're they're able to go ahead and put, and bring it together. And then you have a situation where this team isn't defending, it's not rebounding, it's not making threes, it's not running much offense, and it's not making free throws. And the rebounding is the one that really bothered me the most because I'm a firm believer that rebounding is a measure of your desire of how much you want to win the game, how much you want to excel. And Indiana got beat 51 to 40 on the boards. You can always control defense and rebounding when you go on the road. That effort is something you're always in control of. Everybody's going to have a, a bad shooting night every now and again. Everybody's going to have a night where they turn the ball over and, and just struggle. Defense and rebounding, however, is effort. It's effort and focus, and this was a team that had neither of those against Rutgers. And most disturbingly, it, it's happened a couple of times now this year, whether it be at Nebraska, against Auburn earlier this year, against Connecticut. All of these defeats have come, and Indiana just has not been able to focus mentally and play with any kind of 
close enough toughness. And then you have Xavier Johnson getting ejected from the game for grabbing a guy in a groin. It's the second time that it's happened in his career. That level of immaturity from the guy that's supposed to be your leader is just jaw-dropping. It just really, really is. To me, it's a, a symptom of a guy who missed all of last season, missed a month of this year, and just still hasn't had the light come on of it's time to grow up and, and play basketball. He's 24 years old. This isn't a kid anymore. He's got to get it together. And if he doesn't by this point in his career, I don't know what, that it will. And the sad thing is for Indiana, the Hoosiers need him to be at his best to be successful this season because he's one of the only guys on the team that can create their own offense off the dribble. Indiana was down by four points when he got ejected from the game on something just absolutely asinine. And, you know, it it, it fell apart from there. So it's, it's a frustrating team that has a tremendous amount of flaws and is more talented than what their record shows. The Big Ten announced that there's no further discipline for him. Do you think that Mike Woodson needs to at least sit him for a game or two? The whole idea of it's going to be handled internally isn't going to be enough, really. You, you have to tell people what, what it is that accountability is because, you know, it was handled in, in internally when he had some legal issues in the, in the recent past as well and the last time that he did this. So at the very least, you have to make sure that people know because, look, do fans deserve to know everything that's going on in a program? No, they don't. I, I, I believe in some things being handled internally. I'm fine with that. However, when it's something that's happening over and over again, whatever you did internally clearly didn't get the message across to me at that point as a coach for your own credibility. You have to start to uh, to be a little bit more public with what's going on, especially when you're talking about a, a senior leader. You have to ma have some kind of public something or another uh, notice of what was done, how it was handled how you're making sure that it won't happen again. Otherwise, the next time that they talk about something being handled internally or being something that they really have accountability on their team, no one's going to believe them. You have to have some, there are two parts to sorry. I tell my children this. There are two parts to sorry, saying you're sorry and then changing your behavior. So no amount of apologies from from Xavier Johnson is going to cut it. You have to change the behavior and We've seen to this point that he hasn't been able to do that. I was trying to remember this today. IU has struggled on the road for a long time. Do you remember the last time that the Hoosiers actually had a good road record during a season? Well, I would assume it was it would be during uh, cream years when they won uh, some Big Ten championships. Because in order to win a Big Ten championship, you have to be good on the road that year. So I would assume that that would be the case. But yeah, it's always been baffling. Look, the officiating is different for road teams in the Big Ten, to say the least. So you do have to overcome that part of the equation. But I also think that players, this Indiana team in particular, just simply doesn't have that mental makeup to toughen up and, br and bring it consistently. Now, they did it Michigan, and that was very nice. That was great. So you showed you can do it, but now you have to be able to bring it to the floor every single game, and we haven't seen that to this point. And as we were talking before we jumped on, we don't know if we're going to see it. You know, many fans are questioning, of course, the future of Mike Woodson. I don't think he's going anywhere for at least a year or two. I know he's got a six or seven year contract that takes him to about age 70 
What do you think the future is of, of Woodson as coach at IU? There's some work to do to, to repair what's happened lately. This happens with every single coach in football, basketball, baseball, whatever it is. When you lose the crowd, it's kind of like the movie Gladiator when they, they talk about you have to win the crowd. When you lose the crowd, it's real, real tough to get them back. And some of these losses this year, you could see the crowd starting to turn. Now, fans don't know everything, and I'm not saying that they do, that you don't follow what what fans say at all times. However, I've been covering IU on the beat since, uh, you know, 2005, Mike Davis's last year. And what you run into is once you start stacking these kinds of losses and you have a team that is struggling and the fans start to turn against it, even if the team starts winning, there's going to be a certain number of fans that are upset by that because they will have to mentally admit they were wrong about a coach. And so what you do, what you run into is a fan base that becomes toxic. This isn't just an Indiana thing. This happens everywhere. But if getting people to admit they were wrong about somebody, it becomes they're winning despite Tom Crean being here, despite Archie Miller being here, you know, despite Mike Davis or, or whoever it was. When you run into that, that's a problem. Mike Woodson isn't at that point. However, if things would continue to go in the direction that they have with some of these games, especially away from Assembly Hall, you're going to be able to think back. The Nebraska game was bad. You needed to flush that. Next time you go on the road and lose to an 8-6 and six and 0-3 Rutgers team looking real bad while you're doing it, and, and against a Rutgers team that didn't play uh, lights out or anything like that, This it'll be a game that you point back to. So there's a lot on the line coming up over the next couple of weeks of just trying to pull people back. I'm not talking about overreacting. I am talking about the people that at some point they start to turn against things. And it's a concern to say the least that that is a little bit of what I'm seeing after this one is people are getting real worried that you lose ball games and you don't just lose them. You get hammered by Connecticut and Auburn and Nebraska and Rutgers. And what you have is a cascading lower levels of programs. You know, Connecticut is Connecticut. Auburn isn't Connecticut. Nebraska is having a nice season beat Purdue, but they aren't Auburn and Rutgers is worse than all of them. And yet you have the same results. And even though it was only a nine point game, you and I both know that that game was, was a lot more lopsided than it was. Oh, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, there's tougher games coming up. You've got two games against Purdue. You have Michigan state, you still have Northwestern. I mean, Wisconsin, you know, so the big 10 is not going to be easy. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more with Ken Bykoff after this quick timeout. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MATT or go online to myinjurycase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MATT. This is Danny with Weathervane Insurance Solutions. 
Not only is it especially important for our economy to support local businesses these days, but as your local independent insurance agency, Weathervane Insurance can shop you around with dozens of carriers to ensure you receive the most competitive price and, of course, the best customer service. Find us on the web at weathervaneonline.com. That's weathervaneonline.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dylan Wallace, sports editor at the Seymour Tribune, and I listen to Talking Sports on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest, Ken Bykoff from Peaks.com. Ken, of course, we're hitting on IU men's basketball now. Time to switch gears with IU football. As you mentioned, you and Austin Render host the post-game call-in show after IU football games completed your 13th season. And I know a lot of times after IU doesn't fare well in a football game, the show can be very, very interesting. What makes you keep coming back to it year after year, especially with the way that IU football has performed? I love it. I, I really, really love uh, love doing it because I love the different roles that you have to play with it because oftentimes me and my co-host, and I've done it with, with great co-hosts. Jeremy Gray was my first one that I worked with. Greg Murray, Joe Smith, Austin Render. We've had several of them. Every single time, it's very much so like we're therapists. There's sometimes people just have to call in and vent. And so that's why people will get on a rant and we're not quick to cut them off because we are not all sunshine and puppies, uh, you know, on the radio show. We we try to try to be fair. We're going to be fair and not overreact. But fans need some place to, to vent because they've been watching it and maybe their wife or girlfriend or boyfriend, whoever it is that calls in. They don't need to hear it anymore. And so they, they go ahead and they call us. And I understand where they're coming from. Again, look, I, I'm an IU alum. Want Indiana to, to be successful. And, you know, during the 2019 and 2020 seasons, there were times when I would go to game and I'd think to myself, this is really fun. This is fun watching them play football. And this must be what it's like to cover some of these better programs. I just so thoroughly enjoy it because it gives me the opportunity to try to analyze the game and try to give it maybe a perspective that somebody hasn't seen before or hasn't thought about. I Doing it so long, I feel like I have some context I could bring to it. And being the history guy that I am when it comes to IU athletics, I know that things that happen sometimes have the roots in something that happened 10, 20, 50 years ago. That makes a difference. So I, I just uh, just love doing this show. I really am honored that I've been able to do it as this long, and I'll do it as long as they'll let me. And you guys do a great job, and I always try to listen in, especially after games. I love how it's just it's evolved, and, of course, the same people call in most every week. Of course, Tom Allen, the Hoosiers, struggled this year. Tom Allen's out after a 3-9 and nine Season one Big Ten win. They bring in Kurt Signetti from James Madison. I've heard home run hire over and over again as to IU bringing in Signetti, and he's obviously done a incredible job just a month in on the job, nailing 38 student-athletes and 22 guys from the transfer portal. Yeah, and I mean, he's been very, very busy, but uh, again, this is where being around it a long time 
Archie Miller was a home run hire too when he when he got here. And I'm I don't mean to rain on anybody's parade, but it's easy for people to get excited for it because no one's missed a tackle. No one's been called for a false start in a key situation. The same things that we've seen under other head coaches haven't happened with Kurt Signetti. And hopefully they won't. You know, hopefully there will be a change in culture. We've heard that before. I'm very much so a prove it kind of guy, but I will say this, that uh, I liked Tom Allen an awful lot as, as a coach and as a man. It's not like he forgot how to run a program, the kind that earned him coach of the year honors in 2020, but it's a results-based program a, a game and he, the results weren't there. So he has to move on. It was the right move for Indiana and it was the right move because during this offseason, there is a buzz about IU football. There is some excitement that fans can get behind. If they would have stuck with Tom Allen uh, after this year, everybody would have felt that they held on to him because the buyout was too expensive. And that is going to be, was going to be a negative in recruiting. It was going to be a talking point all throughout the offseason. By letting Tom Allen go, it really kind of opened the door for some sunshine to get to come in. And it was going to be real difficult for that sunshine to get in if Coach Allen was was still here because of all the, again, the the toxicity of the situation. Now, Kurt Signetti is here, and he's uh, a brash guy. You know, he's a confident guy. He's making a lot of moves. He's bringing people in. He's a very confident guy. And all that is are things that people can get behind. It is that honeymoon period is going on right now. And we'll see if it actually changes anything. I hope so, because it's certainly needed. But in terms of a hire and getting a guy to come in that people could get excited about, I think that's where Scott Dolson really, really got it right. Even if he wasn't planning, he wasn't working to win the press conference. He's looking to win games. It was really important for him to get the right guy for the job. And of course, we're going to wait a while to see what they do once that August 31st game happens against Florida International. Only got a minute or two left. I wanted to ask you as an IU alum, who are the guys, your favorite men's basketball players and your favorite football players? Oh, for all time or that I've covered? Because there's a difference there. I, we can go both. My my favorite ba- IU basketball player of all time is Steve Alford. It, it, and it's not close. He, he came when he was coaching Iowa and it was like, all right, just don't hug him. It's fine. Damon Bailey's a, a close second. In terms of guys that I've covered, Cody Zeller is my favorite. He was he was just a a great kid. And that whole team with Jordan Hulls and Cody and and uh, Derek Elston, all those guys were great. For football, the favorite player that I've covered is Austin Starr. He, he's great, and I'm lucky enough to say that he's become a really good friend. Matt Mayberry, a linebacker from from years ago, is another guy that uh, I really enjoyed covering. And then you know my all time favorite is. Antoine Randall. I mean, just watching him play, play was such a, a joy to watch. Anthony Thompson is right up there as well. All, all of those guys are great. And that's one thing that I love about covering football in particular. You get to know the guys pretty good. It used to be that way with basketball. Then things changed over the years. We used to really get to know them pretty well on a personal level. That's kind of changed, but it's a joy covering IU because the bulk of the players, the vast majority of the players are good guys. Not all of them, but the vast majority are, are are good guys and are there for the right reasons to be wearing the cream and crimson. When you have a guy who comes through that everybody can get to know, it's really important. It's really a joy. 
And that's what makes this job fun. Well, Ken, I thank you very much for the time. Of course, congratulations on all that you do with your podcast, everything you do with the post-game football show. Of course, we'll be listening in. And, of course, I will see you soon in the press room at Simon Scott Assembly Hall as the Hoosiers have a lot more season left. And, again, thank you for the time. I really appreciate it. Well, I really appreciate you having me on. Please give me a call anytime you need it, and thank you so much. My thanks to Ken Bykoff for being my guest this week. And IU Sports Tomorrow Women's Golf takes on Louisville and Naples, Florida. Men's basketball hosts Purdue 7 o'clock on Peacock. Wednesday, women's basketball hosts Minnesota 8 o'clock on Peacock. Friday, indoor track and field hosts the Indiana Invitational. The swimming and diving teams are at Michigan at noon. Men's basketball at Wisconsin 8.30 on Fox Sports 1. Saturday, indoor track and field hosts the Indiana Invitational. Sunday, women's tennis hosts Western Michigan at 11 a.m. and Chicago State at 5. Men's tennis at Memphis, 1 o'clock. Wrestling hosts Maryland and Wilkinson Hall at 2. And women's basketball at Purdue, 2 o'clock on Peacock. Thank you for joining us this evening. Thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkins. And join us throughout the week on social media and Monday nights right here for more Talking Sports. This was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.